Oh, I'm up. Hello. You guys ready? No, we're not. Look at all that back there. I was back there caught up and uh, not even realizing that. Okay, you can make your way in so I can share the word. I, I just loving that. Isn't that cool? Hey, if you're new to Church on the Move, thank you for being here. And, uh, and once again, we're just honored that you're here. And if, if that does apply to you, if you're new to Church on the Move, uh, you should have received a worship guide when you came in. If you wouldn't mind, if you wouldn't mind uh, uh, filling out the communication card in there, and a little later we'll have uh, opportunity for you to turn that in. You guys ready this morning? Uh, we're having all these small groups taking place out there. It's just like small groups, and so it's awesome to see. Well, this morning is an awesome, awesome day. You know why? Can anybody tell you, tell me why? Because it's a day that the Lord has made, and we're going we're gonna to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Uh, let, me, let me remind you, in four weeks, four weeks, Easter will be here. And so we want to we not only make sure that uh, you are aware of that and invite you to come and be a part of that, but also to invite people to come and be a part uh, we started something last year, uh, and uh, we're going to do it again this year, and we're going to give away free t-shirts, some Church on Move t-shirts, yeah. and so you're, you're, you can expect to not only receive one, but also whoever you invite to get one, and so uh, if you're a t-shirt wearer, some, some of you not too excited because you don't wear t-shirts, but that's all right. Uh, I'm just glad you're wearing a shirt. That's all, that's all. And so, but uh, anyway, uh, we're going to be doing that. You'll like it too. I, I'm I'm excited about it. And so uh, we're going to be doing that. And then uh, some stuff for our kids. We've got some things that are taking place there. And so we're excited about that. Uh, all that aside, I, I started a series called "The Power of Same." And if you have not been able to be a part of this, I want to encourage you to be a part of this. This year, uh, we are focusing in on four things. One, to get healthier. And really, honestly, as I prepared this message, uh, that was what I had in mind, is that we would just be healthier in our, in our life, in our walk with the Lord, with our relationships. And, and uh, too often, we're jumping from, thing to, from things to things, um, from relationships to relationships, and we don't get rooted, even churches, from churches to churches, we don't get rooted and grounded and allow ourselves time to bear fruit, to bring about good things in our life. And so we're talking about the importance of the power of the same, and we've talked about that over the weeks. And, and I'm going to tell you, the enemy can come in, and he, he loves to... He loves to come in and pound and, and beat you down. He'll give you the beat down, right? And, uh, and so if you don't watch it, you can get discouraged and, and try to find relief by moving on to something new. But many times what he's trying to do is he's trying to get you uprooted out of something good. Moving on to another marriage is not the answer. It's, it's not the answer. It's get rooted and grounded and, and bear some fruit there. It's going to take some time, but it'll be worth your while. 
And, uh, and so I, I want to just challenge you to, uh, if you haven't listened to these messages, uh, go back and listen to them on our website. You can grab them there and listen to them that way. But today I want to continue on in, in this series, and I want to take you to John 15 before I give you today's title. Uh, John chapter 15, verse 5, D- Jesus speaking. And uh, I think when Jesus speaks, we need to listen. And, uh, and some people say, well, I just can't hear from God. Well, you're fixing to hear from him. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready. And uh, so he's talking to you. You know, when somebody comes in and that's extremely important, uh, you, you, you really give attention to what they're saying. Isn't that right? I mean, it's like, hey, listen, the president's speaking. Or, hey, listen... Uh, uh, you know, so and so speaking, and so you just really you just focus and shh, shh, be quiet. I'm listening. You, you've done that right before, and it's just you want to hone in. Listen, God's speaking to you and I today. He's speaking to you and I today. John chapter fifteen, verse one starts here. It says this: "I am the true vine. My Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away." And uh, every, fr- uh, let me stop there just a moment. Notice that it says this, uh, because I, I think many people think, well, God's just going to, he's just going to discard me if I'm not bearing fruit. But notice here it says this, it says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Now notice the key word, every branch in him. Every branch in him. If you are in God and you're not bearing fruit, you need to especially understand the power of saying. It says that he takes away. I looked up that word, and even in some of your Bible margins, it will, it will say this, or even some translations say it. It says that he will lift you up. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna eventually lift you up. Uh, if you'll just stay planted and doing the right things, eventually you're going you're gonna to see some fruit take place in your life. Are you with me? And for the longest, I hadn't seen this. As a matter of fact, I hadn't seen it until this study. And, and this was the first time. And it's like, what do you mean if, if, if we abide in you and you're telling us to abide in you, then, you know, and we're not bearing fruit, you're just going to discard us? And, and I just had a, a I, I believe it, it could have probably been in uh, translation, uh, translated better, but it means to, to lift up. God wants to lift us up. Isn't that good news? And so maybe you're not bearing fruit right now. Don't get discouraged. God's going to help you. He's, he's the lifter of our heads. He's the lifter of our lives. And so it, it goes on to say, in every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Let's go on to the next one. It says, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. And then verse 5 says this. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Verse 6, I'm going to go ahead and give it to you because I just want you to see if anyone does not abide in me, then he's going to cast you out. You, you're really, honestly, I, I, I think probably a better way to state it, if you don't abide in him, you've already cast your own self out. And so, we, but the, the point being here is that there's a, 
there's a, a key word that you see from verses 1 to, I believe, verses 12 that's repeated 10 different times, and it's the word abide. That word abide is key, a key word. That word abide means to stay, remain, or continue, to be faithful, to be steadfast. What do I mean by that? See, the faith to step out is worthless until, unless we have the faithfulness to stick with it. Until we see the fruit take place in our life. And so we need to be faithful. We need to be steadfast until we see things happening, producing out of our life. Great marriages don't happen just because, uh, just because we want them, just because we desire them, just because it, it's a good thing. It, happen, it doesn't happen by chance. It happens because we work at it. Amen? And so week one, I talked about uh, that we need more of the same. And if we do more of the same, if you go back and listen to it, more of the same will produce some things in our life. It will produce change. It will produce the change that we're looking for. It will produce greatness in our life. It will produce miracles in our life, and it will produce joy in our life. So we talked about that in week one. Last week, we talked about resolutions with patterns. And that our pattern, our patterns, it's not... resolutions, making resolutions are not going to do what we want and need in our life. The resolution in itself. What we need to change is we need to change our patterns. Our patterns, our patterns we need to understand, we create our patterns and then our patterns create us. And so we need to, we need to have the right patterns in our life. And I'm not going to go back and preach all that. But we need to understand that our patterns determine the outcome of our life, good or bad. And so uh, a lot of people have wrong patterns in their life. That's why, they're res- that's why they're experiencing the things that they're experiencing in their life. So that brings me to where we are today. I want to talk about if we'll stick with it, if we'll do what n- is necessary in our life, if we'll be steadfast, we'll, we'll be faithful, it's worth our while. I entitled today... Today's message, it's worth our while. It's worth the time that we put into it. It's worth, it's worth the energy that we give. It's worth everything that we invest when it comes to the things of God. It will produce. The word that came forth this morning that I felt like the Lord put in my heart, don't grow, grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you do not lose heart. If you'll just continue on doing what's necessary in your life, you're going you're gonna to see it produce good things in your life. Good things, good things. You'll see, you'll see the, the victories that you want in your life. You'll see, you'll see the things that, are, uh, that will bring good things in your life if you'll just continue on in your life. All right, are you with me thus far? So what I want to do is I want to I break down again, even further than we have over the past couple of weeks, John chapter 15, and I want to look at some other thoughts here out of John 15. There's so much in John 15 that we could look at, and I've only got one more week that we're going to spend on this, and, uh, and, and, but I, I encourage you, go in there and just read it. I, I'd encourage you to put it to, uh, to memory and memorize at least verses 1 through 5. And uh, work on that. Do I have it memorized? Not yet. Okay, but uh, working on it. All right, so here, here we go. 
uh, in verse 2, in verse 3, it says this, Every branch that, that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. I am the true vine, my father is the vine dresser. No, verse 3, I need to go verse 3. Where are you? There you go. Let's back up to verse 2 and we'll start this thing over again. Verse 2, please. Uh, now let's go to the one that's underneath the, the, the point, under point 2. Okay. All right, here we go. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. And then uh, if it's not, verse 3 is not on there, that's fine. But it says, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Now, here's what I want us to look at initially and talk about this uh, out, of, out of verse 2 especially. It says, every, every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. I got to thinking, why is it that people quit? Why is it that people give up? Why is it that they don't continue on? Why is it that they maybe sometimes grow weary in well-doing? And let me give you the first thought is it requires discomfort. It requires discomfort, but it will bear fruit. It's uncomfortable when God starts to purge things out of our life, to prune things out of our life. It can be very uncomfortable in our life when, when God's removing things. And I'm here to tell you, there's a lot of people that go to church and get around other Christians, and uh, it's going to be uncomfortable from time to time, but it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be because there's going to be times that God uses, those times that God uses that he can, he can prune some things out of our lives. Why? Because he wants more fruit to be produced. Guys, he does. He wants more fruit. I, I, a matter of fact, the level of your ability to handle the discomfort in your life will determine the amount of fruit that will be produced out of your life. And so uh, uh, we, we, need to, we need to handle discomfort. And we live in a, in a society, in a world that hates discomfort. We want to be comfortable. We, we don't like to be uncomfortable in, in, in our life. We live in a comfort-driven world, and we honestly, we resist discomfort. And as a result, it prolongs, it prolongs the fruit from being produced in our life. It keeps it back. It holds it back because we resist discomfort. And I'm here to tell you, discomfort is something that we're going to have throughout life. We might as well learn how to handle it. And, and too often we, we get mad about it. We get mad because of the pain that we experience in life or the discomfort that we experience in life. And, and, and as a result, we don't, we don't uh, get the things that God has for us. One of the biggest discomforts that I am constantly having dealt with in my life that the Lord deals with in my life is selfishness. It's something that all of us deal with if we'll be truthful. But I'm here to tell you, it's, and it's something that the Word's constantly addressing in my life, just the selfishness, and, and that's what he purges with. He, he, he purges, or he prunes, if you will. He prunes our life with the Word. The Word, the Bible says that it's like a two-edged sword. It, 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 I mean, it cuts off those things that need to be cut off in our life. Scripture says that all of the Word of God is, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, direction, so that the man of God or woman of God could be uh, 
properly equipped for everything that God has for them. Amen? Amen. And so the Word of God comes in and it, 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 it takes care of the issues in our life. And, and sometimes we don't want to hear what God has to say because it's going gonna, it's gonna to prune something in our life. It's going to cause something, uh, some discomfort in our life. And typically it's going to deal with, at least it has in my life, it's going to deal with a lot of selfishness in our life. Because we do not like, I mean, selfishness does not like discomfort. Selfishness wants to be comfortable. And, and I, even ministry, many times we can do the right things and still have the wrong motive and wrong heart. And years ago, I, I, and some of you, you've been around me, you've heard this over and over, but I'm telling you, God is constantly dealing with me about this, about doing ministry for the right reason. To make sure that you are, you're doing it, not because of the gift that you get to use, not because, not because uh, I've got a call in my life, but I need to do ministry. Because I love God and I love people that I genuinely love God and I genuinely want to help people that it's not about me but it's about God and it's about others. And, and God dealt with me years ago about this and not only years, that's when he started dealing with me but it's constantly having, he's constantly having to prune that in my life because selfishness wants to rise up and be comfortable. We want to we be comfortable. And ministry, I'm telling you, it's the furthest thing from being comfortable. It's not comfortable up here standing right now speaking because I'm probably going to say some things that I wish I wouldn't say. <laughs> or I'm going to say it in a way that would sound stupid. But you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. Not intentionally. But I'm going to, I'm going to try to help you. I'm going, to, I'm going to pour my life out. I'm going to bear my soul. I'm going to bear my heart. Listen, I... I'm selfish from time to time. I don't want to be. I try not to be. But God has to prune those things in my life. He has, to, he has to cut those things out of my life. And he does that by the word. He'll speak into my life through his word so that it can get, he can get rid of those things so that I can produce more fruit. Selfish people do not produce the fruit that God wants. And so we've, we've got to let God work in our lives in a powerful, powerful way. And so we've got to, we've got to, you know, we've got to get in there and allow the Word of God to continually come into our life. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't let this Word depart out of your mouth, but meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Then, 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 and only then, Will we be able to have the good success and be able to fulfill what he wants us fulfilling out of our life? It's only after we're allowing the word of God to come in our life and to, and to cut things away in our life. Amen? And so, why is it that we're not producing the fruit many times in our life, in our marriages, in our businesses, in our churches, in our world, in our community. Why is it? Why are we not producing it on a daily basis? It's because many times we're, we are taking the path of least resistance. We don't, we don't like resistance. We don't like, we don't like confrontation. Sometimes we got to be confronted. It's a good thing. Let's quit resisting it. Let's invite, let's invite that discomfort in our life. God, whatever your word says, if there's something that I need to be uh, corrected on, please correct me. 
Please correct me. Are you with me? Secondly, the second thing is found in verse 4, John chapter uh, 15. Jesus says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Get this. Another reason why many times we resist uh, abiding is because it requires oneness. It requires closeness. It requires intimacy. It requires transparency, even before God, not to mention in our relationships with one another. It requires this. Listen, I, 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 I've had this in my heart for a lot of months now, and I'm, I'm, I've, stir, I've been stirred on this, and I really believe that God wants to take us to another level, but the another level will not happen beyond our closeness with Him and with one another. The body of Christ, we're a body. A body is connected to one another. And that means we see each other at our best. We see our ch- each other at our worst. But we need to stay connected. And so fruit is determined by how close we are to God and to how close we are to one another. I, I, and, and let me tell you what keeps us from that. It takes a lot of energy to be close to God. And it takes time. And it takes a lot of energy to be close to one another, and it takes time, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, I, I hear people. I hear people say, "Well, I just don't have the time to pray like I need to." And I'm going, "You cannot afford not to, because your your greatest effort to produce out of your life will be will be so." minimal in comparison if you would just invest the time with spending time with God. It's, it's our relationship with God that helps us to produce the fruit that we have. Our relationships with one another that helps us to produce the fruit that we need out of our life. It's that closeness. It's that intimacy. It's that pressing in. It's that energy. It's that, that willingness to take time to make it happen. Notice here that he is the vine. We are, are, we are the branches. We're connected. We need to be connected. And, 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 and he says, if we abide, if we stay connected, that's where, you see, it flows from the branch. It flows from the vine into the branch. That's where fruit comes from. It comes from that connection. It's no different in our relationships with one another. It comes through that, that, that close connection with one another, but it takes time. You know, God, it talks about in Scripture that God speaks with a still, small voice. How many of you read your Bible? Or maybe read it, or maybe you've heard it if you haven't read it. And 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 if you think about that, why is it that that God speaks with a still small voice? Why is it? Because He wants closeness. He wants intimacy. You can't hear you can't hear from God at a great distance. You, you can't, why is it people not hearing from him? We ought to all be hearing from God. Every one of his children ought to be hearing from him. And, and I'm not talking about a voice like I'm speaking. We just need to be aware of his voice. We need to have that, our knower, uh, so, so sensitive to him that our knower knows when God's speaking. 
It's an, it's an awareness of God's, you know, I just really feel like God spoke something to me. Well, he did, I didn't hear like a voice. It's just in my knower, I had this knowing, and it's like, I just know. I just kind of know that, you know, just like earlier, I had this word that uh, that scripture came up, and I just had a knowing in my knower that I was supposed to share that word out of Galatians. Are you, are, are you understanding? And so that only comes from closeness. It's not going to happen from a distance. We want God to work in our life. We want to bear a lot of fruit in our life, but it's not going to happen at a distance. And many times we're unwilling to pay the price to be close to God and close to one another. Jesus said it this way. In John chapter 17, he said it this way. He says, I, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who, be, who will believe in me through their word. Do we believe in Jesus? Yes. Okay. He goes, then he's talking to us. He says that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, and that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which I, uh, that you gave me, I have given to them, and that they may be one just as we are one, and I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the whole world will know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Wow, that's so powerful. There's so much that we could take out of this, but the thing that you see here is that it's not only a oneness with God, but it's a oneness with one with each other. God wants this closeness, this intimacy, this and I think we are we are moving towards that. I'm I'm endeavoring to move us towards that as a church that we are working at that. Well, I mean our small groups, thank you guys for give you all high fives. You're getting in there, you're developing relationships. Thank you for doing that. Uh, we're getting in there. We're working those. But let me tell you, it makes it's difficult. Dan had uh, Dan uh, Tebbets, uh, if you know who he is, he and his wife uh, oversee our, our our small groups, and and uh, he was telling me this week about a uh, one of uh, the guys in his small group and uh, how he doesn't like riding during the evening after dark. Now, time change has gone in, but, you know, that makes it a little easier. But uh, he, So they were out riding, and Dan says, well, I thought you didn't like riding in dark. And he says, sometimes you've got to do some things that you don't like to do in order to develop the good relationships that you need in your life. Isn't that good? I thought, man, that's good. And there's sometimes that you're going to have to do some things that you don't like or maybe don't want to do in order to de- develop the oneness with God and oneness with one another so that it produces the fruit that God says that can be produced out of your life. John 15 says that if you abide in me, then you're going to produce this fruit. And I don't believe that we can abide just in God. You hear people, well, I've got a relationship with God. But yeah, but your relationship with his body stinks. And you can't say, oh, I've got a relationship with God, and say you don't have a relationship with his, with his bride? With his wife? Give me a break. I know you came to hear that. Amen? So it's worth, it, it will produce fruit if you'll do it, if you'll get in and press in and press in and press in. 
I just want to give you one last thought here. And uh, found in verse 5, John 15, 5, it says, Without me you can do nothing. I told Vicki I was going to have her to come up and preach this last point because God's really working in her heart the same way he's put in my heart. And it's this, is that uh, it's worth your while. And a lot of times we, we resist uh, abiding, we resist paying the price and doing what's necessary in our life because it requires dependency. And, it, and I'm here to tell you that there are a lot of people that are too independent of God, too independent of his body. We, we can just do it. We can handle it. We can handle it. All of us are guilty. Okay, so I'm not over here pointing fingers saying, I'm saying we all are here. We've all been there where we just try doing it on our own without his strength, without his power, without his ability, depending on God. Now, I'm not talking about trusting God. I'm talking about depending on him. It's like I'm going to God and I'm depending on his help to bring this to pass. It's not all on me. It's not all on God. But it's not all on me. It's like, but I'm gonna, there's a lot of people that go through life and they, they, they are independent. And let me tell you why. Probably the number one reason why is because we all want control. Isn't that right? We want to control our life. And there's just things that are out of our control. And honestly, we need to give it all over to God and let him be in control. But too often, through our life, we're in control of our life. We, we do this. We want this. We don't want this. I don't, you know, I don't care who it, uh, who it bothers. I don't want it. All right? I'm not going to do it or whatever. It's like, okay, who's in control here? Are you depending on God or are you depending on yourself to bring about the fruit in your life? Who is in control here? We need to make sure that that we're not being a, and you know, when I talk about control, I'm not talking about a controlling person necessarily. I'm just talking about we, we just want to control our life. We want to control what takes place in our life and the outcome of our life. And, and God wants us to be dependent upon him, looking to him, allowing him to lead us by his spirit, to lead us by his word, and allowing him to direct us. He will direct our steps. Not us, but him. It's good. This is good news. Yes, it is. Because he can direct us in places that's going to bear the greatest fruit. And that goes financially. I see this especially. I didn't even intend to go here, but I'm going to. Uh, you know, with, with finances. And, and people that struggle with, struggle with finances and honoring God with your finances. I'm not here to preach a message on finances. You've got to understand that God can direct you and bring fruit. The other day... I go to Kohl's, and I usually get uh, clothes from Kohl's, so now you know. <laughs> What's my size? Medium, medium shirt. Anyway, I'm just joking. Don't you dare. I don't want you dressing me, okay? I may not like it. Control. I got, some, I got, I got a control issue here. <laughs> And, but we went to Coles and, and uh, it's, a, it's the coolest thing. They have, they have sales on and 
Yeah, they always have sales on. And I went to this rack. It's like 80% off. It's like, cool. I like those sales. It's, it's, it's really cool. So I went to that rack, and uh, I saw some, a couple of shirts, just some, uh, not, not dress shirts, just some uh, polo shirts. And I, you know, I, eh, not going to get them. And my wife was off doing something else. And we weren't there for me anyway. We were there for her. And, and so she says, isn't there some shirts you want? And I said, ah, there's, you know, there's one I saw over there. And anyway, long story short, went back, uh, saw two shirts, uh, was going to get them. I mean, saw them, and she talked me into getting them. They, were, uh, they had been marked down to 16 bucks from 60 bucks or something like that. And uh, and then we had uh, we had a percentage. I think it was fifteen percent off. And then we had a, a we had a ten dollar uh, gift certificate. Uh, and then when we and listen listen. And then when we get to this register, there's this one girl. I need to get her name. I'll tell you her name. This was this is one girl. She'll always reach down there and get uh, another one, and she'll scan another ten dollars every every time. I walk out of there with those two shirts. Each one of them were a dollar something a piece when I walked out. I'm telling you. Hey, wait, wait, wait. This winter, and you got to understand, I, 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 I give, I can give anything, like drop of a hat. I hate spending stuff for me. But, uh, but anyway, there was, a, there was a jacket that I was looking at this, this, uh, this winter. And... Uh, and so, I, and I wore it last week. If you saw it, you you, you know which jacket. But anyway, um, but it was 160 bucks, and uh, and so it was 160 bucks. And uh, of course, they're getting rid of all the the winter stuff, and they have it on the rack. And and so I go to the rack, and uh, and so I I see it on the rack, and it's like ha! They had it for I think it was. Uh, I don't know, 45 bucks or something like that. It's like, man, that's is one of those 80% sales. And uh and so we t- actually it said they was in an 80% rack. It said 70% off. Went up, said, "Hey, this is on an 80% rack." They scanned it, they and it was 80% off. And say same thing. I go up there, same girl, ching ching get all these different discounts. Walked out of there paying 20 bucks for that jacket. I'm telling you. I'm just, here's, the, here's the moral of the story. Let's go to Coles. I hope I don't get anybody in trouble up there, over there. Probably be some Coles rep in, or some manager in here. But anyway, uh, the moral of the story is, is when we depend on God, whether it's financially or whatever area in our life, don't you know that God can make up the difference? God's, he knows how to direct us. He bears the fruit in our life, but we're controlling. And we, 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 uh, you know, we, struggle with, we struggle with submission because we want control. We struggle, we struggle with uh, saying yes instead of, you know, in, I mean, we struggle with that because you know, I, I notice this, you know, when we're in control, we say no more than yes. When we're in control, we, 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 we have strong boundaries. Wow, this is just how it is. You know, it's just we got strong boundaries in our life. 
And I, I notice too that when I'm controlling, I, I get very judgmental. And, and I've, I've got to watch that. And so what I want us to see here before I close, and I'm closing, is that it requires dependency on God. He is, he's the branch. I mean, he's the vine. We're the branches. He, it, the, the, the source comes from him. And it comes through us, and that's where the fruit is, is produced. You got that? Okay, without, without, the, without the roots, without the, the, without the vine, the branch does not produce anything. You, are we all agree on that? Okay. And so we, we, we need to understand that we need to be dependent on God in our lives for everything. And I want to give you some scriptures really quick and then just close with a thought. Uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 37, it says, For with God, for with God, key words there, for with God, with God, with God, with God, with God, for with God, for with Bobby. Come here, Bob, my, my friend, co-laborer in the ministry. Aren't you grateful for Bobby? Yes. For with God... Or for with Bobby, we've been able to uh, be a part of growing a great church here in Tyler. Isn't that right? So if you will, if he was God, for with God, we've been able to grow a great church here in, in, in Tyler. Right? For with God. So, so without him, we can do nothing. But with God, we can, there's not anything impossible. Okay? But we've got to be with God. In order for that to be produced, we got to be dependent on God. Amen. Thank you, my friend. And then Second um, Corinthians chapter three, verse five, it says, "Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God." Where do we get our sufficiency from God? We've got to give up control in our life and allow God to start leading and directing us, okay? 1 Corinthians 15:10, but by the grace of God I am who I am. His grace towards me was not in vain, but I have labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23, but the fruit of the spirit, say of the spirit. In other words, we're not the ones that produce it. It's the fruit that comes from the Spirit. Us cooperating, being dependent on the Spirit that brings about those things out of our life as we follow the Spirit and as we're with God. For the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things is no law. Amen? And, uh, man, let me give you one more thought. Matthew chapter 16, I was reading this, and this is where I was going to spend some time on, but not going to, just going to share a little thought with with you. Uh, Matthew chapter 16, verse 23, it says, But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, He says to his disciples, he says, If anyone uh, desires to come after me, he must deny himself, 
Take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life, whoever tries to control his life, will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it if a man gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Now here's what I, I saw out of this, and I really felt like God just working in my heart over this as I was reading this this week. Get behind me, Satan. He said, and many times we don't realize the influence that, uh, that Satan could have in our lives. But I think it happens whenever we're, in, we're taking control and not giving God control. He said this, he said, he says, you are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. You are mindful of those things. Let me, let me, let me uh, give you a, 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 a tr- another translation of this, and I, I just love the way that he said it. He said, your perspective is human, and your perspective is not God's. Another translation puts it. Your, your perspective is human. Your, your outlook, your, the way that you perceive things. I think too many times we're tied to, we're tied to things here on this earth. And so I, I, I felt like God, and I told my wife, my wife doesn't like me to fast a whole lot uh, because I already live a fasted life. And, and, and so she, she, I told her, I said, I'm going to fast. I'm going to do some fasting. Because I don't want to put a cap on what God's wanting to do in my life because I'm, because I'm, I'm selfish or because, um, because I'm, I'm more controlling in my life than I need to be and not giving God control. And I'm telling you, it's easy to happen. It's, it, it, it can happen very easily for any one of us. Any one of us, when we're, we're uh, wanting control of our life and not relinquishing that control to God, it can happen as we're just walking through our everyday life, and so I'm going to take a, I'm going to take some time the week before the week before uh, Easter, and I'm going to invite you if you want to join me the week before Easter. I'm going to fast uh, those the, that week before Easter and just seek God and just I'm, God. I want I don't want anything. I don't want anything to be get in my way. I don't want anything to get in my way, and so I, I and honestly I have to do that on a regular basis. Because I tend to want to take control. I tend to want to be independent and be dependent on me and not on God. Are you with me? And so I'm going to just challenge you today with this whole this whole message that we will bear fruit. We will we will we will have what God says. Let's put up today uh, today's message title once again. It's worth a while. It's worth our while. If, we'll, if we will be dis, uh, uncomfortable for just a time, if we'll put our dependency on God, we'll, we'll see what God has for us. Amen? Amen. Amen.